You're listening to the Traffic and Funnel Show. Hey folks, this is Alan, producer of the TNF Show. Today's fire episode is from a talk Chris broadcast into one of our client groups. He discusses IP theft, competition, and thoughts around team members leaving. Join our podcast subscriber community today by visiting trafficandfunnels.com slash subscribe to get a free gift from us and also to get access to special deals on our next level paid products. All right, let's get to it. When you're expanding into new territory and you're growing, you're, you're constantly leveling up you will have these external issues people stealing your content people stealing clients people stealing your team members uh, people saying bad things about you competition um you know just all the external things people leaving and so what you need to first do is make sure that you have the right expectation and if you think that you're going to level up in your business and your life and you're not going to have, of course, the internal conflict, the internal issues, but also the external, then you have the incorrect expectations. And so you will just be letting yourself down and you will be disappointed when someone does steal something from you. And I was thinking about this this morning at the gym, a situation that we had a few years ago. Um, in 2018, I was pretty burnt out. And I didn't like what we were doing, how we were doing it. Yeah, we were just at a place where I, I didn't like what we were doing. I don't think Taylor did either, but I was I was pretty burnt out. I had allowed people to control my emotions, right? And I didn't have my own boundaries in place and all this stuff that we've talked about before. And the situation where I felt someone who was fairly close to us and I felt like they... They were, when they came in to be a client, they weren't doing what we were doing. Um, be Joel. Be Joel. Is that right? Um, all right. I'm going to try to stay on task here. So anyways, they ended up essentially doing the same stuff that we were doing, same offer and a bunch of clients left and went and worked with them. And just reflecting back on that, how just pissed off I was in um, I'm a, I'm a pretty competitive person and I wanted to destroy that person and just reflecting over the growth, um, seeing how unhealthy that whole situation was. And if that were to happen today, I think that I would not have reacted the same way as I just want to destroy this person and everything that, um, they touch. <laughs> so, um, my friends, that is not a healthy place to be. And if you're anything like me or like Taylor um, through this process, you might have felt like that where someone has just stabbed you in the back or maybe they've stabbed you right in the heart um, or they've cut off your legs or other limbs and you're just pissed and you're frustrated. And I just realized that, number one, I cannot control anybody. I can't control anybody's morals or their ethics or their loyalty and the only thing that I should be focused on is what I can control, and that is myself. That is my own mindset. That's my own emotions. It's my own response. And unfortunately, I didn't respond well in that situation because I wanted to go after them because I felt freaking violated. I felt robbed. I felt like I was stolen from. And I think that I didn't have the expectation that, you know what, in this life, 
sometimes that's going to happen. People are going to take, right? They don't have the same morals, the same ethics as me. And so my expectations were incorrect. And I think if I would have had the right expectations of being vulnerable and being open and and open-handed, where is one of the things that we talk about now, especially with team, that it would have been very, very, very difficult for me to be violated, to feel like something was broken. Um, And so I would encourage you, if you've ever been in a situation, you've ever felt it, um, if not, it will present itself if you decide you want to continue to grow, to understand that it is not your job to control anybody else. Your job is to control yourself, your emotions. And to never, ever, ever let anyone steal your joy, your peace, take from your quality of life. That is your choice. Nobody has the power to take from you your joy, your positive emotions, your happiness, your peace, unless you allow that to happen. And I didn't realize that back then. And when we've had multiple situations, literally we've had so many situations where people have uh, they've stolen our content. They've sold it. They've stolen whatever. It's happened many, many times. And before, I would just let it ruin my day or my week or my month or multiple months. And because I didn't have the wherewithal to realize the importance of, you know what, it's not up to me to control what they do or have the wrong expectation. I need to be good with where I'm at. That is the most important thing. I need to be good at controlling my own emotions and doing the proper things to make sure that I'm in a healthy place and I'm locked in. And those are the fundamentals that we talk about, right? That we train you guys on, we train our team on. It's crucial that you stay locked in and have that expectation that, you know what, you are willing to be vulnerable. You're willing to risk someone taking from you because, you know, overall, it's really not going to be that bad, even though that situation might come up, right? Whether it's an employee or a client or a competitor or some rando in another uh, country, right? And when you get to this place where those external things don't have the effect on you like it was to me back in the day, you get to a place where you become anti-fragile, right? And I've thought about this quite a bit where... So many people, their emotions, you look at the, just the, the, where we're at now and this week, the the debate last night and people are just talking about it. They're chirping about it all over the place. The reason why I think this is the case and why it's, you know, Trump and even Biden are such polarizing figures is because people can't control their emotions, right? Because they're, I would say fragile. They let all these external things, whether it's the news or politics or team members lying or um, clients lying or people stealing or competition saying whatever, it's because we in and of ourselves are not on solid ground emotionally ourselves. And so we are fragile emotionally. And so you have to get yourself to a place where not only do you are you okay with these things happening, but you are 
understanding and have the expectation that I'm putting myself in a place where it could happen. Like you have the knowing when you're going into and you're growing your business, you're hiring people, you're putting yourself out there that you have the knowing and the understanding and the expectation that, you know what, this probably is going to happen. Someone's probably going to say some nasty stuff about me. And we've had people threaten us, literally threaten our lives, <laughs> saying all kinds of crazy things about us. Um, and so having that expectation is really, really key. And you doing the right things for yourself, knowing who you are as a person, as a business owner, entrepreneur, a boss, a leader, that that's par for the course. That's what you signed up for. That's crucial. And you have that expectation right, then it will help you to prepare. Surround yourself with a great community. So when you are feeling beat up, you've got people behind you, right, who are just cheering you on. This is absolutely crucial. And this is why I love this community because we have people that have each other's backs. When I look back on these times when someone has taken or stolen or there's been theft, it's been an opportunity for me to become more anti-fragile. And you just look look at the lay of the land. Look at the people that you interact with every day and how so many things can set someone off, whether it's something said about politics or a family member, right? We're getting ready to go into holiday season. We've got Thanksgiving coming up. We've got Christmas coming up. When you get around family and you're just triggered, ask yourself, what is it that is triggering me? What is it that these people are saying that is I'm allowing them to come in and affect how I feel? It's an opportunity for you to become better, to be less fragile than you are. Because for you to become the leader that you can be, that means you're going to have a lot more exposure, a lot more people, a lot more external stuff coming in, and you've got to be better. You have to be able to control your emotions in a better way tomorrow than you have today or yesterday or last week or last month. So that's really, really important. Um, Thoughts on competition. You know, I've talked about this before where a lot of people are so concerned about what other people are doing. Competitors or maybe not even directly competitors, just someone who's an entrepreneur. Man, they're they're far ahead of me. That Chris and Taylor, Chris has got a new car. Man, I'm just driving this old beat up Volkswagen. That's not the game. The game is you locking in on your vision for U2.0. Who do you want to be in 90 days? What is your income in six months? What do you have? How do you behave? How do you show up? That is who you are competing against. That is your hero. That's your model. That's who you are locked in on. That's who you are chasing. It's not me. It's not Taylor. It's not anybody in elite. Now, you can have someone who's cheering you on and they're pushing you. That's all good. That's great. But ultimately, there are so many other variables that are different for me, that are different for Taylor, that are different for you, that it just doesn't make sense, right? It's not apples and apples. It's apples and oranges and cucumbers, right? So the comparison is not... Um, it's not doing you any good, really. And I think having people there to kind of drive you, and if you want to look to external sources, I'd do that for sure. Um, but it's important that 
you don't let it take you to a negative space at the end of the day. And really what you need to look at is U2.0. So that was a huge shift for me because I used to, I used to get into a place where I would compare myself to other people who were ahead of me. And the only thing that I was serving in this process of chasing top line revenue, um, making more money was my ego. The whole deal was it serving my ego, my insecurity. And so I just push, 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 push. And ended up breaking people and, and having difficult situations and relationally because of that. Versus, you know what? That's not the first thing I need to be pursuing. The first thing that I need to be pursuing is me becoming a better person, a better leader, a better husband, a better father, a better business partner, All right? That should be the first thing that I'm looking to pursue and to develop. And I think that the consistency of that, whatever that is for you, over time, everything else catches up. The income, the cars, the houses, all of those things without you destroying people and breaking people. Um, and I think it is possible because if you look at the lay of the land of entrepreneurs you see so many people who are, they have done terrible things to serve their ego because they've seen, oh, Bob Jones has this house or this car or this business or this whatever, right? That's not, I think, the best play to have a whole life and being healthy holistically. I think it's you focusing on who you want to be as a person, as the business owner, as a leader, as a spouse, as a mom, dad, whatever, brother, sister, how you show up. And ultimately, I think great leadership is great service. And for that to happen, you have to be abundant as a person. Your emotions have to be healthy. Your mindset has to be healthy. You start getting those things clicked in, then it's your finances that become healthy and your physical health and spiritual health. And then you get to a place where you're so abundant to where you can serve and impact so many people, it's pretty mind-boggling, the impact that you can have. So I would say lock in on that. And then when you have that as your game, it doesn't matter what really anybody else is doing. You know, I, I, There was a point initially where I, I would just be pissed off about people winning. And then I'm like, man, that is, that's pretty messed up that I'm so insecure with my own success my own results that I'm pissed off about someone else winning and living an amazing life and having great impact. And so it's a check. If you, if you're feeling like that, where you're pissed off that someone's winning, there's probably something going on inside you that is not good. It's not healthy. So it's a check for you to consider almost like when you, you know, if you were to cut your finger, you feel that pain. It's like, okay, I need to address this issue. There's these eternal internal issues that are going on with you, um, whether it's you're triggered at the family dinner or you're triggered by Donald Trump or Joe Biden or you're triggered by the dude or the chick on Facebook or your team member left and stole clients. That's an indicator that you can become better as a person. Guys, what's up? My name is Taylor Walsh, and we specialize in helping experts, client-based businesses, 
grow their revenue with predictability and control and systems and all of the unsexy stuff that nobody else really wants to talk about. But I will tell you this, in the past four years, we've had several thousand clients. Last month, in a 31-day period, our clients reported over $3.5 million in revenue that we helped them produce. So we have several hundred active clients at the moment. And what we've done is we sat down and we have a team of advisors that help consult with our clients and they're our inner circle and we've made a bit of their time available to you. And the purpose of this call is to really brainstorm with you. What are your goals? Where do you want to get to? Where do you see yourself in your perfect future? What do you want to accomplish? How many clients do you want to have? What's your revenue look like? What are all the big goals that you might not even know are possible? And we'll spend 45 minutes to an hour with you brainstorming through that and creating a plan, an actual blueprint that can be implemented to achieve the things that you want to achieve. And people report that these are the most valuable uh, couple of minutes they've ever spent in their life working on their business. And every single one of our multi-seven or eight-figure clients, this was the first step. You don't have to be a client. There's no pressure involved in this, okay? This is literally the first step in acknowledging that, you know, to get to point B and you're at point A, there might need to be some changes in the middle to actually get to that destination. We're going to isolate those and tell you what they are. Sign up for this, show up, grab a notebook or something to take notes with. And my one piece of advice for you is be willing to go deep and talk about the things that you actually want to achieve and we'll help you build a strategy for that. Again, my name is Taylor. I hope to see you real soon on the inside and please take advantage of these calls. Visit trafficandfunnels.com slash book a call. That's trafficandfunnels.com slash book a call. Yo, what's up, crew? Taylor Welch here. And if you're a fan of this show and you want to get a little bit deeper in your commitment to your business and your growth and your revenue, head over to trafficandfunnels.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you're going to get a free gift from us just to help you grow your business. And it's our way of saying thank you for joining the family. Our exclusive offers and deals usually show up to this subscriber community as well. So you'll get first dibs access on anything new, anything exciting. And most of the time, that means profitability for you. Visit trafficandfunnels.com slash subscribe. I'll see you on the inside, my friends. When someone steals from you or there's theft, you know, we've had, we've had, (laughs) it's so funny. People leave and literally just team members we've had leave and take our content verbatim and sell it. Um, and you have a decision to make at that point. Do I go after that person? You know, what is my stand? And I'll probably have differing thoughts and opinions on this compared to Taylor and then definitely compared to Tommy. But I think for me, you have to really consider your resources, your financial resources, the time that you have, and then also the emotions, right? Because there is going to be a cost to you going after someone, whether it's a team member or a client who steals from you, they violate your contracts or whatever. There's going to be a cost, right? It's definitely there's going to be a cost emotionally because you feel violated, you feel pissed off, you feel wronged, and now you're just going after this, you're going deeper into this. Uh, you know, the expectations were were off, the boundaries were crossed. And so you spending more time in a situation like this, there's going to be a cost. Not only today, if you're dealing with that situation, but the cost of if you were to put your attention, your focus on that versus 
becoming a better leader, a better person, doing it better the next time, focusing on production, focusing on innovation. Right now, you could be potentially losing a lot. And are you doing it just because you're hurt? Are you doing it just because of your ego? You feel so offended that someone took from you versus you understanding when you're at the top of the mountain, guess what? You got a target on your back. People are going to come after you. That's just how it is. And when you have that, you know that, you want to stay at the top. And how do you stay at the top? You stay locked in all around. Your health, all these things, you stay locked in on serving your clients, being better tomorrow than you are today. Innovation, how you can really step up your game, how you can become a better leader for your team. Listen, I have been a terrible leader in the past because of my own stupid internal issues. And so, I mean, I've broken people. I've wronged people as a leader because of my own internal issues. And I'm not a perfect leader today by any stretch of the imagination. But I am better today than I was yesterday and last week. And so all the things that I've been through, thank God, because it's been an opportunity. I've been confronted with these situations and these scenarios that have required me to become a better person, a better leader, a better husband, a better business partner. I mean, the conversations, the difficult conversations that Taylor and I have had have required me to become better. Have they been fun? No. <laughs> have they been comfortable? No. Has the team member saying, Chris, you're a terrible leader, been great? No. But you know what? It's an opportunity for me to become better. And now I'm just grateful. I'm so grateful. Most people in the world, even entrepreneurs, I would say, they do not embrace the opportunity of walking through, crawling, crawling through the crawling through the broken glass. They don't because of the potential pain, the potential violation. And I say, where is it? I want to get all up in that because the requirement for me is to become better. And that's why I was having a conversation with one of our team members. I was talking about my goals the other day. And really, I mean, we Taylor and I could probably retire and not really do anything. But... That doesn't serve who I want to be. And who I want to be is someone who is better tomorrow than today. So that's where the goal for me is continual expansion and growth and and new variables and things that come at me because it requires me to become anti-fragile every single day, become a better leader, a better husband, better business partner, better manager, better entrepreneur every single day. So when that's my focus, my focus is on production. My focus is on betterment. And then when I look at the things where people are attacking me, they're stealing from me, it's like, that's old news. That's yesterday's ish. I'm on to new things. I'm on to new levels, higher levels, higher heights. And so I'd say set your sights on the future and just let go of the past. Now, you know, you have someone like a Tommy who's great on our team. He's a tremendous asset. We have the resource where if it does make sense, and now we lean very heavily on his counsel and his wisdom. It's like, Tommy, do you think this is something that needs to be addressed? Do our attorneys need to deal with this situation? Could it harm our clients? Could it harm our team who are currently here? Okay, that might be a conversation, but 
we have a multitude of counselors where now if there's a situation where someone's stealing from us or a team member stealing from us or whatever, then now we have counselors that we can refer to and have them run with it if it is appropriate. And then myself and Taylor, we focus on the future. We focus on vision. We focus on becoming better ourselves for ourselves, but not only for ourselves, for our people, for you, for our families. That is a requirement to become better is you have to let go of the ish of the past. And so I'd say sometimes that is people stealing from you, whether it's clients or team members or randos online. So, so focus on you, focus on betterment, focus on production. That's the best investment I'd say you can make and realize that when you are putting your time into something, it is an investment. So ask yourself if I'm dealing with this person stealing from me or this offense or this, whatever my time, my thought, my energy, my emotions into that. Is that a worthy investment? Should I be investing my time into the thievery, into dealing with the competition, into dealing with, you know, team member leaving and taking things from me? Or is my time better invested into the future, into making sure that I'm accomplishing my vision? If you were to go back, I bet over the last two or three years and examine situations that you've been in, I would imagine that you've been into very negative investments. Realize that your time is always an investment. Whatever your time is spent into, the greatest thing that you have, it's an investment. And so if you look at it that way, am I investing into something that's not going to produce a positive return? It's only going to take me to a greater loss. Why would you do it? Now, what you could do is if you've had a situation where you know you didn't have contracts with your team or with your clients or whatever, you didn't have protective measures set up, then now you can say, okay, well, team, we got to have better measures set up for the future, right? And then sometimes as an investor, you just count the cost and you let it go. And that's the best thing that you can do because your emotions, your joy, it's not worth it. So don't let anything else take from your happiness, your joy. And if you are, then you need to stop because it's not good for you. It's not good for your team, not good for your clients, not good for your family. So focus on yourself. Um, realize, you know, the resources that you have. If you're a small team, it probably doesn't make sense. You know, just cut it. And investing is called a stop loss. And you know, okay, if it goes to this point, say if I... If I have um, $100,000 invested into the stock market and my portfolio of stocks goes down 10%, I might have that as a, a stop loss, right? To where anything below that, like it cuts off. I get out of those stocks. And so I think when you're going to a situation that you're dealing with clients, you're dealing with team or whatever it might be, that you know what your stop loss is. Whether it's someone like a team member is just sucking the life out of you or a client sucking the life out of you, you need to know where your cutoff is where you can say, you know what, I'm done. I'm not giving any more time into this. So whether it's that or you having to uh, deal with the lawsuit or 
you know, whatever it might be. Understand what your cutoff is and honor that. So when you're going on into it, you can communicate that to people when it's necessary um, and have the right people. So if I were to be involved in the situation, I'm not anymore. I don't get involved in any of this stuff anymore. Uh, we have team that we've set in place to do that because I need to be focused on vision. I need to be focused on the future and opportunity and, and, and life and nurturing and harvesting um, for our team and for our clients. So that's where it would be very, very costly for me not to focus on that stuff and going back to an old dead field where all the fruit, all the crops are rotted. Why in the world as a farmer, right? My farm analogy or a rancher, why in the world would I go to a field that the soil is, is rotted out and it hasn't been taken care of and, and the crops are rotted? Why would I go spend my time there when I see this plush new land or these crops that are amazing that I can actually go and nurture and water and right? So that's what you have to realize you're doing when you're spending time on things that aren't life, okay? And you have to know what gives you life, what gives you joy, what gives you happiness, and what takes it away. You need clarity on that so that you know what's appropriate for you. And this is a mistake that many people make, is many of you make, that I've made, that sometimes I still make, is I don't know, or I just say, you know what, maybe I'll let that person give me a call. Maybe I'll let that person throw up on me. It's just silly. And it's inappropriate behavior. Me, for me, and for them. And ultimately, it's me because if I'm allowing someone to do that, you know, I can control that. So, um, I talked about this a minute ago, but time and consistency are your allies. Most people end up quitting because they go so they go to such a deficit. Not only do they just quit, they get taken out of the game. They go bankrupt, right? So if I don't have a stop loss with my investments, and I'll say I'll expand this out, you know, my time, my energy, my emotions, then if I don't have a stop loss and I just say, Man, that stock is going down. It's going down, down, down to where it's essentially at zero. I'm done. Right? And many of you have been to that place where you've maybe gotten there with your emotions, your joy, maybe your finances, where you haven't had a cutoff. Whether it's how a team member treats you or how a client treats you, where you're so devastated and deficient to where you're like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And you're taken out, right? So you have to realize that as an investor and entrepreneur, one of the keys is to never lose, never go backwards. That's how the wealthy get really wealthy is because they don't lose money or they're really well hedged, right? They've got multiple things. They have optionality, so they're not fragile. And so that consistency of you trending up with your emotions and let me know if you're tracking with this because i know it's kind of ethereal and it's kind of zoomed out a little bit but when your emotions are consistently trending up and your joy is consistently trending up 
because you're becoming tighter and tighter on your stop loss, on what you're willing to allow and what you're willing to accept versus what you were a year ago. So last year I wasn't a good investor because I didn't have a good stop loss and I would let people violate my emotions, right? You hear the language, I would allow it. And so then I became depleted. My account emotionally and even financially was withdrawn. Was There was a deficit. And so you have that consistency. It's a negative thing that works against you. But when you have continual trending up, emotions, finances, everything, that over time is how you become very wealthy, not just financially, but your emotions, your joy, your happiness, your fulfillment of out of life, right? The fullness of life. It's all about you trending up, not trending down ever. And for you to do that, you have to know when to get in, when, when to get out. And as a, you, know, you look at someone like Buffett, this is the dude who, you know, he's been consistent for year, decades, like a hundred years, dude, so old, but he's just consistently trending up. Right. Um, and if you take that, kind of that frame like how's he how's a guy like that do that well he has proper boundaries he doesn't make super emotional decisions about his investments it's a logic it's sound thinking he's got proper stop losses you know he just exited all his banking stocks because he's looking at the data he's looking at the markets and so you have to be that person for yourself not just for yourself for your emotions for your joy for your happiness for your finances but for your external things looking at your team, looking at your clients, right? Is this a great group of stock being your team? Are these great assets, right? Or these assets that maybe are actually liabilities. Maybe my team, I mostly have liabilities. I've got penny stocks, right? Hopefully you're tracking with the stock analogy because I don't know if you are, but but it's, it's crucial because if I were to go and buy $100,000 of junk penny stocks, what's the likelihood of me becoming wealthy the next year? Not good. The likelihood is actually that I've got a bunch of liabilities and I'm going to lose all my money. Right? So people don't realize that too with the people that they allow into their lives, into their businesses, whether it's team, clients, whatever it might be. So you need to make sure that you have assets in your life, your team, your clients, you have the ability to control that. You have the ability to control the assets that you acquire. So stop gambling. That is your choice. Stop gambling with your relationships, with your team, with your clients. You have a choice of who you can bring in and surround yourself with. All right. Um, on team leaving, this is something we've worked very hard at and it's creating a culture and environment where people do not want to leave of course you're still going to have people leave that's just part of the process that is my expectation and at the end of the day i want what's best for my team members and sometimes that means them leaving whether this culture is not a fit whether they can go achieve something better for them and their family somewhere else that's okay and that's good um, recently we had uh, Ashton. He left, um, I don't know, sometime in the last nine months. And that was better for him. 
And I still love the dude and I wish the best for him. But we have an open hand policy. So meaning that if someone finds a situation or they think they have a situation that's better um, or the culture they're just not jiving with, it's often better for them to go, to leave. And you, again, having the right expectations to know that that's going to happen. Now, for people who are tremendous assets that I love and that I feel like should be here for a long time, I'm going to do everything in my power and I, I feel it's a part of my duty to pave the way and a lot of things a lot of the things that I'm doing and I'm working on is to provide more opportunity for these people, for these guys and gals to grow as people and to grow as leaders and to grow their income and and whatever it is that they want to achieve. I mean, you can go ask people on our team right now. Um, I just did 20 back-to-back calls with team members in Traffic and Funnels, just talking to them about where they're at, what they want to do, and anything they want to share and, and getting vision from people, what they want to accomplish because... I feel like if I can help bring those elements to the table, of course, we've got a healthy culture. It's not a fear-based culture. It's a culture where people can really thrive. Of course, we have very high standards, very high expectations, but a very healthy culture where people can grow and expand. Then I want to go and try to set the right things in place for them to be able to achieve what they want. And as a leader, I feel like that's really the game in the position that I've moved into to identify how can I bring the right elements to where these people who are, are just great people, great leaders, great team members, um, have the culture fit, right attitude where there's alignment. How can I put the right things in place for them to grow? And I feel like now that's the game for Taylor and I is to, Build those tracks so that we can continue to expand. And it all has to do with people. And really where we're moving as an organization is an organization that is focused on people, developing people, developing leaders, um, setting things up to where people can earn new positions and earn new levels of income. Not be given, but earn it. Uh, It's a very key distinction. And so... I think that for us, that's really the future and what we're doing. And again, people will leave because that's just the nature of the beast. It's just how it goes. And sometimes people will be here for a season and it's great for them. It's great for us. And then they go and they do something else. Um, And I'm okay with that. So having that right, right expectation, I think, is important because before, you know, I would be more close fisted on someone coming or going or whatever. And. I'd say we're not that much. We're not that way much anymore. Um, hopefully very little. So, of course, we're always working on it. But one thing that's important in this whole process, this whole conversation, is your ability to detach. Your ability to detach. Now, not shut down. That was my MO. That's what I did. I would just shut down. So that means I would shut. If someone wronged me, they would be dead to me. Ask Taylor. They would literally be dead to me. And so it's not shutting down or putting up walls, but it's in a healthy way detaching. Um, because a lot of times when we're hurt, it's because we're too attached. right? We don't have the bright boundaries. We're close-handed. And I think being detached from other people's actions means that we have to be healthy. We have to be abundant 
minded. We do have an abundance in, in emotions, positive emotions, healthy emotions, uh, spiritually, financially, our health. And being attached to, man, if that person leaves, it's going to destroy me. Or if that person steals from me, it's going to really hurt me. That's unhealthy. That's a place that you need to not be in. So um, when you're attached to someone, I think you're easily violated. And attached could be just unhealthy expectations, unhealthy boundaries, not having abundance, not having optionality, being really fragile, where to me being detached is being anti-fragile. It's being open-handed. It's allowing someone to behave however they want to behave. Of course, when I say that, I'm, I don't mean that they can just do whatever they want, right? But you're not really affected negatively by it. That's what I mean by that. Um, and you are locked in on your security. And you don't get your security from other people. You get your security by the vision that you have for yourself. You 2.0. You 90 days, 60 days from now, six months from now. You being locked in on that vision. You having confidence in that. You having clarity on where you're going with that. You chasing that. So um, when you lack the confidence, you lack that clarity, then you do become fragile. You do become attached because you attach yourself to things that give you security and give you confidence versus you doing that work yourself. So it is unhealthy to put that on other people. It's unhealthy to have the wrong expectations about other people and from other people and for other people. Right? You just need to get your stuff taken care of yourself. That's the game. And you start weaving these things together and working on these things, you'll get to a place where you're just a healthier person, healthier leader. That's the key. And so when someone steals from you, when you have competitors chirping about you, maybe they're saying negative things about you. Uh, you've got clients that maybe they wronged you. Maybe you feel like you just put so much into them. And they, When you uh, really pay attention to all this stuff, that we're talking about, then those things will happen and you keep trucking. You stay locked in on your vision, who you're becoming as a person, as a leader. And understand that, you know, this is part, part of the process, part of the game, part of what you signed up for. And when you have the expectation that's going to happen, it makes you, it really puts you in the driver's seat for the long game. And that's the key. Thanks for listening. For more from Chris and Taylor, visit trafficandfunnels.com and get a free gift just for being a subscriber. That's trafficandfunnels.com.